Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. But have you looked at the news this morning, Neil, and the number of corporate insolvencies recorded in the first three months of the year, which is something that you will be dealing with quite a lot? What do you make of it? 22%? 22% up year on year. I mean, I think we're coming from a historic low, and I wouldn't like to spread any panic this morning, Alan, uh, because, look, certainly it does show that insolvencies in businesses, a lot of those would be SME businesses, um, are up and it's up 22% based on the same time last year. But just keep in mind that you know at, at the time last year and the year the year before that, every business in Ireland was being subsidised by the government. You know you had the TWSS and you had the EWSS and the the COVID supports and you had the you know the various different measures that the government were using, effectively hosing the economy with money in order to make sure that that SME businesses would get through. And they did. In fairness, they did a lot of. Taxes have been warehoused and, you know, there's, I suppose, a, a pause button was pressed just to make sure that everybody got through. Uh, and what has happened is it's worked. In fairness to the government, you know, they're not going to get too much credit these days because of the various things going on. But this is one measure that most certainly worked. The vast majority of businesses did survive. Insolvencies were at record lows. And in fact, we're now in a scenario where unemployment is down at 4 4.5% at historic lows. You know, it's a huge hugely positive things happening in the economy, which I want to turn to in a second in terms of, for example, the amount of tax revenue the the government is collecting and what they should do with it. But in the meantime, look, we are seeing that the numbers are starting to tick up. It's actually slightly less than the last quarter of uh, 2022. So again, not a reason to panic. But there are, look, inevitably, Alan, unfortunately, inevitably, there are businesses that are going to get into some difficulty. You know, there will be some hangover from the pandemic, for example. And I suppose what we would encourage in assets, we would encourage everybody to look at the options that they have. They may, there's a lot of despair out there sometimes, you know, where people can't see the wood for the trees. And it can be very, very damaging, even say from a mental health point of view, where people are living with that pressure all the time. But I mean, we would, we would encourage people to take advice, have a look at some of the measures, some of the restructuring options that are available. For example, the small company rescue process, it's working really, really well. We're doing quite a lot of it in our office and also examinership can turn companies around, give them a second chance. And I suppose Anna, what we have to do, we have to give a bit of hope. We have to give hope to businesses that may have worked really, really hard. And a lot of the time to keep everybody else safe, they would have had to close their doors to keep the rest of us safe. And so now, you know, if somebody is working hard, if they fundamentally are good, honest, hardworking people, they deserve a second chance on. Like that's what the the, the European Union has fundamental freedoms in place. And one of those fundamental freedoms is the right to a second chance in business right. if you are a hard-working business person. So I would say to people, look, don't lose, don't lose heart. There are refinancing options. There's restructuring options out there. So take advice. Um, and you may find, in fact, that you're... Okay. You know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at the okay. breakdown, Neil. Uh, 14 of those were in financial services with fitness and beauty making up six of, of yeah. those that have. And elsewhere, this is the one that really baffles me. Uh, construction saw 21 insolvencies up from 17 between October and December at a time when they're crying out for builders and crying out for houses to be built and everything else to be built. Um, Absolutely. Well, I'll uh, tell you what's happening there. Just in yeah. construction, I mean, like very, very simple. That the commodity increases, you know, the, the price of materials and so on. A lot of builders would have found themselves tied into fixed price contracts. And then they would have found that, in fact, by the time they came to buying the blocks, buying the timber, buying the you know, whatever, plasterboard, whatever, whatever they're buying, all the different components, they would have found that they, in some cases, would have more than doubled in price because of the war. 
because of the massive spike in uh, commodity prices. And a lot of those building materials would rely heavily on energy to for their production. And if gas prices, for example, have quadrupled or maybe even more, uh, in fact, more, in fact, now that I think about it, they would, so at times they would have been 10 times the price, the wholesale gas prices. It means that that feeds into the cost of building materials. And many builders would have found themselves on the wrong side when it came to looking at, you know, the profitability and contracts that they have. So, listen, I, I think everybody who's in that world, they need to look at that and say right. a builder may be tied into a fixed price contract. But if you want your project finished, you may have to allow. And it is happening, by the way. I know that, for example, yeah. at government level, for any of those government contracts, they are allowing uh, additional increases to contract price just to make sure that the builder and the building company stays So that's interesting, Neil. What you're, what you're saying is because of fixed price contracts and then with the price of buildings going up, uh, it, it ends up, they end up in negative equity as a trend. Absolutely, negative, yeah. exactly. And they find themselves with a negative balance sheet. They, they just can't pay their bills. Right. And they, they, it ends up that, you know, we're looking at the figures. And you know what, Alan, what we need to do is we need to get in ahead of it. There's no point yeah. you and me talking about it after the event. You know, we need to be kind of flagging this now, I suppose, and this is the, the, one of the benefits of, of local radio, mm. whereby you can flag it and say, look, the enlightened view is that people realise what's going on. And there's no point in sort of keep on going, doing the same thing and expecting some different outcome. Yeah. People need to recognise that if businesses, hard-working people are struggling, okay. that something has to change. And if that means that, you know, for example, a contract has to be varied to allow for the increase in price of materials, well then, so be it. And, and it's the same with, for example, hospitality. I think you'll find in your numbers there, Alan, you're looking at, you know, the cafes and restaurants around the county. They would have been ones who would have suffered very badly during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. And a lot of cases would have had, I think it's about a third of the numbers would be made up with hospitality businesses. So they would have, they're a perfect example of the people who kept us safe. They took, they took one for the team. Like they, they, mm. they took a hit and closed their doors, let the staff go, went home, and stayed closed. You know, they started with the pubs, um, followed on very quickly with the cafes and restaurants. And they they would have struggled through the, the pandemic. They had subsidies, that's fine, and they looked at warehouse taxes. But a lot of businesses there are finding, listen, we've got all the taxes warehoused, and now it's, it's a really uphill battle. And those are the businesses that need to take advice. For example, the small company rescue process is perfect for those, because we found that even... The revenue has been very supportive in writing off even, say, up to 90, 95% of taxes. Yeah. If the business is viable, you'll find that the revenue will actually support All right. a write-off of those taxes to allow you to survive. So yeah. there's options there, Alan. Okay, Neil, I have to leave it there because we're heading up to the news at uh, 10 or 11, I should say, and we'll touch base with you again next week. Have a good week, Neil. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Alan. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.